This is Pastor Scott Olbert with Spiritual Onion. When it comes to cooking, onions help to establish a base flavor for many dishes, typically adding both a sweetness and an earthiness to our concoctions. We are approaching Christmas, both a sweet and earthy time of year when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. The sweetness of the Holy Family surrounded by the earthiness of the animals. Christmas reminds me that the most widely painted image in all of history is that of Mother Mary and baby Jesus. D.W. Winnicott, the esteemed English pediatrician and psychotherapist declared, there is no such thing as a baby, only a baby and a mother. From the moment of our birth to the moment of our death, we are relationally connected. And how do we fare in life if our primary relationships with mother and father are disrupted? Well, at one point in our history, orphanages were so overwhelmed with children that infants were propped up in the corner of a chair or sofa with a bottle wedged in there so the baby could eat. What we discovered was that a significant number of these babies died. Physically nourished, but emotionally, psychologically, relationally starved to death. There is no such thing as a baby, only a baby and a mother. Let's jump ahead to our day, where the most common psychological diagnosis is some form of narcissistic character disorder. Just think of all of our self-words, self-esteem, self-confidence, self-respect, our sense of self— all these are damaged in the distance in our primary relationships. Later in the podcast, we'll look at what happens as we are re-injured as adults. Although Kohut's theory is complex, let me outline the primary signs of narcissism. We want to be careful here because we do not want to ignore or downplay healthy narcissism, or a healthy sense of self. The primary sign of healthy narcissism is initiative. That is, we take our hopes and dreams, our talents and skills, our sense of values and ethics, and we put ourselves out into the world in a specific way. This is what I'm doing with this podcast. With decades of experience in parish ministry and in pastoral psychotherapy, I put myself out in the world in a specific way. You won't find me creating a podcast about home repair, car mechanics, marathon running, or brain surgery. Within a specific set of disciplines, I want to support your reflection upon your life. So what are the symptoms of a narcissist? As we look at these symptoms, we want to remain non-judgmental because these characteristics come from early childhood injuries. Every young child deserves to be the twinkle in the parent's eye. 
Think of that archetypal experience where the toddler strips naked and runs into the living room where mother and father are having a party, throws his or her hands out, look at me. And if there is a twinkle in the parent's eye, there is the experience that the world would not be complete if I was not here. That's what we all need in support of healthy grandiosity. This experience is foundational to our healthy sense of self. But Heinz Kohut, the father of self-psychology, attributes the rise of this psychological wound to the emotional distance in our primary relationships. What Dr. Kohut observed is that the culture has shifted from one where, if anything, relationships were overly close to now being overly distant. Rather than being able to walk down the alley to Grandma's house, often the nuclear family lives in another state from Grandma. Rather than mother staying home to raise the children, mother often goes to work, as does dad. Children spend most daytime in daycare. Rather than the family gathering around the table for meals, we grab food on the way to volleyball practice, music lessons, or a t-ball game. One family survey notes that parents have the longest conversation with their children in the van on the way to some activity. Children often are players on the stage with parents as the audience who, at a distance, watch their children. And rather than children anchored in a two-parent family, divorce now stresses children in what we call broken families. It is within this relational distance that we now experience narcissistic injury or injury to our sense of self. Without it, the natural development to our healthy grandiosity is stunted. There is an emptiness that manifests as a constant need to be admired. Look at me. Look at me. Because the child did not receive admiration at the appropriate time, what is created is a grandiose sense of self, a distorted and exaggerated sense of importance. But underneath this grandiosity is the vulnerable and fragile sense of self. I recall a man who had not accomplished much in life except working for a period of time for his father's business. He spent a lot of time playing golf and looking for women's admiration. In his unhealthy grandiosity, he imagined himself as a life coach. Despite the fact that he had not developed any marketable skills, had not been married or raised a family, even though he had not been successful on his own in the marketplace, yet he saw himself as being able to offer guidance and life wisdom for others. Here, Mother Mary offers us the corrective. Because if anyone is worthy of admiration, it is Mary, Mother of Jesus. A grandiose Mary would have demanded a sign outside the village, Nazareth home of Mary, the mother of God. 
She would have wanted her home preserved so generations could make it their travel destination. Instead, how does Mary respond to the news that she is carrying the Son of God? My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Mary's humility is the model for us all. The word humility comes from the root word humus, meaning earth, dirt, ground, clay. God comes down to earth in Jesus, and Mary keeps her feet on the earth rather than flying away in a grandiose fantasy. She doesn't say, I alone can give birth to the Savior. She says, the Lord has done great things for me. Now, humility is not the ah shucks routine as we deflect a compliment. Humility is finding our proper place in the universe. Where do we fit into this grand experiment called life? Because we all have our rightful place where we make our humble contribution. Narcissists also experience a sense of entitlement. They expect special treatment because, well, they are special. The rules don't apply to them. They expect an elevated place in life, even if they have done nothing to deserve it. Even though they expect more of everything, they actually experience less than everyone. In the New Testament, we have this teaching from Jesus. When he noticed how the narcissistic guest picked the place of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Grandiosity and entitlement go hand in hand. Contrast this with Mary after finding out she will bear Jesus. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. In psychological terms, Mary surrenders her ego to a higher power. Let it be with me according to thy word. In 12-step groups, it is said that a higher power can be anyone or anything but your own ego. In surrendering to a higher power, one does become a ser servant of the greater self, placing the ego in its proper place. Makes me think of the rabbi who was asked, how could it be that God often showed himself to people in the olden days whereas nowadays nobody ever sees him. The rabbi replied, 
nowadays there is no longer anybody who can bow low enough. Or as Richard Rohr puts it, until you move to the sense of being able to trust there is a God who is guiding you, who loves you more than you love yourself, that's when you've made the transfer. That's when you know you're a part of a bigger flow, a bigger system, if you want to use that word, and you are not doing it, it is being done to you. The third narcissistic quality is the lack of empathy. And what is empathy? Empathy is the conscious effort to think and feel your way into another's life. It's sad, but college students today are about 40% lower in empathy than their counterparts of 20 to 30 years ago. Compared to college students of the late 70s, College students are less likely to agree with statements such as, I sometimes try to understand my friends better by imagining how things look from their perspective. And I often have tender, concerned feelings for people less fortunate than me. Where empathy is lacking, we get judgment, criticism, and blame. In the past few years, our culture has become meaner, angrier, and less empathic. What we are experiencing is a culture where narcissistic character disorders are rampant. One of the things this means is that people are more vulnerable and prone to fragmenting or falling apart. And when this happens, the emotion we get is rage. And rage is exploding all around us. Shootings, violence against women and children, destruction of property, the Karens among us, rageful outbursts when people are reminded of societal norms or expectations. Rage is to the adult as tantrums are to the toddler except there is so much violence in these rageful, narcissistic outbursts. How much we are in need of the soothing acceptance, the unconditional love, and the nurturing of the gracious Mother Mary. We are all in need of this feminine face of the divine, to find our rightful place in the world, to surrender to a greater source of meaning and purpose, to find our way as we serve others, to empathize with those people hurting and in need who are all around us. Thank you for listening. And be sure to check out our website at yourspiritualonion.com. We will be posting a special podcast on Christmas Eve. We hope you can join us.
Yeah, like an arrow straight and true 